Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. It contains all the great 5-hour energy shot ingredients plus added vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C to help support the immune system. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. Get it today at your local Harris Teeter. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did 1958's The Blob. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Work. Mm, yeah, I've not done a lot. I started watching True Blood again. Oh, I never watched that. I have seen it all, but I was just... Because it's, um, it's on Skybox sets. So I was like, nah, I'll give that a watch. Does it have Stephen Root in? Uh, yes, I like Stephen it does. Root. Stephen Root's great. He's in, in the, the first. Hill. Yeah, he's in the first series, and he crops up again in the second series a little bit. But he's in loads. He's of stuff. in so much stuff. He appears in everything, and you can always tell by his voice. Yes, you hear his voice first. Voice, yeah. It's like a Subaru Impreza. You hear it before you see it. Yeah, he has. He's been in loads of stuff. My favorite thing he's been in is uh, Office Space. Mm. Yeah. What is that? It's like a, a sort of comedy and it's got Ron... Is it Ron Livingston? Is it called Ron Livingston? He was burger in uh, Saxon City. And he works at a job that he's sick of and then decides to like fleece the company Ooh. and get some people involved. It's really funny. It's really good. There's a, there's a really funny scene where there's like a printer that annoys them for ages and they end up taking it outside and just like smashing it to shreds it's amazing it's really funny there's so many um shows to watch there's not enough time i feel like there's too many shows to watch now yeah and the thing is that because it's all available all at once yeah it's like you don't know what you don't to have do that like sit down and watch this at nine o'clock on a thursday each week yeah routine mm-hmm. it's it's not a bad thing but i would say that i watch less tv series than I used to. Yeah, because you don't have that kind of set time. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't get around. There's just too many. And I don't get around. To start, I haven't even watched Lost. I'm <laughs> meaning to watch Lost since it came out in like 2000. I liked Lost at the start, one. but then it really does go off the rails. And then people didn't like the ending. I yeah. I cannot comment. Yeah. I cannot comment. I'd probably not. Somebody at work watched it and they were like, oh, I'm watching Lost. And I was like, all right, okay. But I was like, I won't say anything. I won't (laughs) say anything. And then uh, we'll see what happened. And I was like, oh, how are you getting on with it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And then it got to the end and he was like, I came in face like thunder and he was like, I've just watched the end of Lost. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, what did you think? And he was like, what? Fuming. And then, like, for days afterwards, it was like, 
keep thinking about it and it keeps making me mad. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's hilarious. I think I watched the first three series and then I watched like the last episode because I sort of, it fell off a bit and and I, yeah, I couldn't be bothered with it. I don't know if I might like it. Like, as in... I think it's worth the watch. I might find it boring at the start and then when it goes off the rails I might enjoy it more. It No, it starts pretty, like, there's a lot of action and stuff at the start, so mm. I think it'd be all right. Well, I'll add it to the Give list. Give it a go. Add yeah. it to the list. And yet, I still find time to watch Michael Portillo um, on his train journeys. It's interesting. <laughs> if what Michael Portillo's on, I'm like, ooh, where is he this week? And yet, the series that everyone loves that's critically acclaimed, such as Game of Thrones, I'm like, God, I don't have time. It's just wow. It's one of them, isn't it's it? It's what you like. It's, it's what you like. You know, you've got to pick what you like. You've got to pick basically. what you like. Mm. I, I love Michael Portillo. We call him Portillol because he's so free. He makes you lol. Oh God! <laughs> I would love to be a fly on the wall in your house. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. Port- oh, he's so good. <clears throat> I would almost have a podcast. <laughs> not Michael Portillo. I'm not getting involved Port- in that one. Porty pod or something. Porty lol. Porty the porty the porty poddy lolly cast. I don't know what. I'm not getting involved in this. Porty poddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so in all the crazy fun that we've had this week, we watched 1958's The Blob, directed by Irvin S. Yeworth Jr. Who? and Russell S. Doughton Jr. What are they called? Irvin S. Yeworth. Yeworth, oh. Or Yeworth, And Russell S. Doughton Jr. Yeah. They sound like they're related, but they're not. No, they're both juniors. But mm. yeah, but yeah, two directors yeah. on this one. So. Mm. The synopsis is, an alien life form is on the rampage, consuming everything in its path, and it's getting bigger. It scored a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Before we start... I'm going to get into haiku corner. No. I've written a haiku. So, teens investigate. Beware of the blob it creeps. Get in the Arctic. That is my blob That's haiku. good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much sums it up. It does, doesn't it? Uh, I'm really enjoying these haikus. It's great. You've got a knack for them. You do. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's, one, it's another one for a book that I'm going to do. Could you do a retro um, haiku thing where you go back to the films we've already done? Yeah. Do I've got a list. You should do it. Yeah, I've got yeah. a list, yeah. Maybe I will. <laughs> so, The Blob was originally titled The Molten Meteor, <laughs> apparently. And, uh, interesting fact, the name Steve is said 50 times in this film. They say it a lot. They say it a yeah. lot. They say it a lot. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so... The uh, the opening credits, I was on board as soon as they started. The music. The music. It's like a sort of jazzy jazz thing. It's so jazzy. It's like a really long instrumental of jazz yeah. with like sort of red circles. Sort of like slowly swirling it, it on was, the screen. Of its time, it was probably pretty pretty cool at the time. I liked it. I mean, it's still cool, but at the time it probably was modern cool, whereas now it's yeah. retro cool. Yeah, I really liked it. And then uh, you get Stephen McQueen. Steve, who's that? He's not Steve yet, because he's not cool to be Steve. Yeah. But also, he is Steve in the film. Yeah. There's one thing that I really enjoy at films. It's one, where they say the name of the title in the film. Mm. And two, 
when actors are their actual names in a film. I love it. It just makes me laugh. Like, uh, I don't know what to call you. Uh, I'll just call you Steve. That's your name. It's fine. Oh, they're like, oh, your, your name's Stephen. Oh, we'll, we'll hire you because it's the same name as the, the script. Well, it probably <laughs> makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was really enjoying these credits. And then they went to another level <laughs> because then there is a song. There is a song about the blob. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I love it. And it's by The Five Blobs. <laughs> <laughs> but... But apparently, it was only one man. So there was actually just one blob, and they recorded his voice oh. five times. Yeah. So okay. There you go. Well, and no, I, why and not? I went on Spotify and I found that song, mm. and I have added it to my horror playlist, and I'm so happy about this. Amazing. That's so. It's such a great little song. It's so. They should good. have songs written for films. If I if I was allowed often. to play it, I would play it, but I can't because mm. well, obviously musical rights and things. on YouTube. But everyone needs to go and find it because it's incredible. What are the lyrics though? Is it Beware of the, the blob, blob, it creeps. It Because cre- I thought they were saying in Queens. So I assumed it was set in New York. Yeah. But it's not, it's it creeps. Yeah. Yeah, Beware of the Blob, it creeps. <laughs> I love it. So... We start with a couple kissing in a car and they're talking about shooting stars and how the sky is pretty and all that kind of stuff. And it's Steve and Jane who are our main people. And then we were discussing how he doesn't look like a teen. No, he looks about 37. He was 28 years old when this was filmed, yeah. (laughs) So he definitely wasn't a teen. So she's she's sort of chatting to him and she's like, oh, I bet you've used lines like this on everyone. I bet you're using a line on me. And he's like, no, I really like you and, and all this kind of stuff. And then and then he's like, I'm not, I swear. It's, it's you know, all legit, it's fine. Then they see what they think is a shooting star, but they see it sort of crash to earth and they're like, oh. And then he's like, let's go follow it. That's yeah. a good idea. Why not? At this point, is he, like, 17, 18? Is he, Allegedly, is he... yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it, does, it makes it hard to, to tell. Yeah. I the think they're meant to be, like, to be, teens. Like, teen, teenagers, yeah. yeah. Allegedly. But it just shows that this wasn't a, a new... Because I think people sort of picked up on it in the 90s where, like, sort of 20-somethings were playing teenagers yeah. and that was kind of a big thing. But it's always happened because this is the proof... So then it cuts to a farmer and he sees this crash because I think it's in his land that it has crashed. Mm. So he goes to investigate and he finds a little meteor on the ground. A little perfect circle meteor. And he pokes it with a stick because... Because obviously you would. Why would you not? Yeah, exactly. So he pokes it, but then it opens, like cracks open and there's something inside. So what then he does is he prods the goo inside it. Never interfere with an alien Suspicious space debris. No, definitely not. So he gets it on this stick, and at this point it's clear. So the blob was made from silicon Mm. and red dye, but as it ate more people, they added more red dye, so it got increasingly darker. That's sort of sinister. As it it ate, yeah. So at the moment it's clear. So he prods this goo, picks it up on a stick... But then it sticks to his hands. And then he's like, ah, my hands. And then just goes running into a bush. And then I was like, is he dead? Like, I thought that was the end of I him. thought he was dead. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was dead. Then it cuts to Steve and Jane driving 
Oh no, it doesn't. It cuts to the doctor. The doctor wants to leave. The doctor's for trying a conference. to leave. That poor doctor was only five minutes short of getting I away. I know. I just wanted to go to a conference. It seems a bit of an odd time to set off for a conference. It seems late. It's hard well, to gauge driving. the time. It's so hard to tell what time of day because. At the beginning, you're, you're like, maybe it's like seven-ish. Yeah. Because they're on a date and it's dark. But so then this all seven. happens over a night. So then you're like, yeah. what actual time is it? Yeah. Because everyone should not be up at this point. But yeah. So he's trying to leave. And then it cuts to Steve and Jane driving. And then they nearly hit the guy who we saw running yeah. into a bush. So he's alive. So he's alive. And then they're like, and, he, and he's, he's not in a good state. And he's like, oh, my hands, my hands. So they wrap, wrap his hands up. And put him in the car. The cool car. I love that car. It's such a cool car. I've got, I think I've got facts about that car later. So they're, they're driving along and he's honking his horn. And he's like, come on, come on, we need to get there. But then I noted that he was only driving at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> so he wasn't going that fast, to be fair. It, you know, an emergency. Then he passes a group of youths who look like they're sort of not being they're up to no good yeah absolute movie teens movie 50s teens not they're not greasers but they're not Mm. like you know they look like the the type who'd be like flinging coins yeah a a shop (laughs) and and hassling the guy yeah so the uh they get to the doctor's and he just wants to leave. He's he's, he's he literally out the door. Yeah. He's out the door and he's going to leave. And they're like, help, you need to help us because there's a man who would nearly hit him and he's got something on his hands and, and he's sort of screaming and, and it's not very good. So he's like, right, okay, we'll go in. So then they go to have a look and he's got this like goo on his hands. It looks like jam to me. Mm. It's like strawberry jam. It looks like uh, seedless strawberry jam that's what it looks like and he's like oh i've never seen this before and then they're like right is so the doctor decides that he needs to keep him there and observe him because he's like i don't i'm not sure about this yeah Yeah. so then uh steve and jane leave and he gets a book and i was like what are you gonna read a book what are you gonna read up about blobs space blobs space it's an alien space jam life form space jam space jam space jam yeah no so then uh, Steve and Jane are on the way home and they meet these youths again, which they obviously know, and they, they're up to no good. And they end up saying, oh, you know, do you want a, ra- a race in your uh, car? Yeah. And he ends up going, yeah, all right, we'll do a reverse race. We'll drive backwards because he basically wants them to drive to the lights yeah. to get stuck at the lights and then he can leave. But then obviously the police come and he's like, what's going on? Yeah. And he's like, nothing, not doing anything. Nothing. Uh, You're driving on the wrong side of the road, you do realise that. Ian, actually, technically, as we are British, he's driving on the right side of the road. He's the only one. He's the only one. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, like, what's going on? He's like, typical cop, like, oh, you ne'er-do-well kids, what are you doing? And then uh, he's like, oh, how about I get your father on the phone and he's like don't bring the fathers into this this is fine and well i would think so since he's a 28 year old man well yeah exactly (laughs) he's a grown man (laughs) the cops have had enough and he's like i'm sick of this no more horseplay and he's like get out of here behave yourself keep your nose clean all that kind of stuff so then uh, he ends up driving off but then he ends up driving to the youths who somehow managed to go past him at some point and And they're, they're friends now they're friends now i don't know if because it kind of 
it seems like they're not friends at first. Yeah. But now they're friends. So they're like, what happened? And he's like, oh, I just had trouble with trouble with him. He's, you know, getting him a face and stuff. And then, uh, and then they start talking about how they had trouble with the Sarge and, and they were trying to move someone's car for a prank and he inadvertently yeah, ended up helping, helping them move them. the car. So I was like, so obviously they know that they're always up to no good mm. and playing pranks, which is quite important, I suppose. So then uh, he's like, uh, I need to go and check on some people. Do you guys want to come? And they're like, no, we're going to cinema. We're going to the horror. The spook show. The spook show. Yeah. And then says that there's a lot of unprotected women on a balcony. And I was like, what? That's weird. It didn't make sense. No. But it was the 50s. So, mm. but yeah, I was like, that's a really strange thing to say. I don't understand, but okay. So then it cuts back to the doctor and he checks on this old guy and the uh, blob is spreading up to his arms now. And he's like, oh God, it's it's spreading. I don't know. So then he tries to call another doctor for advice because like, yeah, obviously you would. The doctor in a neighbouring town would be more experienced with space, space jam. jam. Yeah, exactly. So... He, he tries to get in contact with him, but he's not there because I think he's at the conference that he was meant to be going on. So then he calls his nurse back and he's like, I need help and it, you're going to have to come back. So she's like, yeah, fine, okay. So the kids go to investigate the site where this meteor fell, or the shooting star as they call it. And and I feel like they're all amazed at a meteor. And yeah. I was like, this is definitely a sign of like the times because they're like, oh my God, this is incredible. I feel like if it happened now, like kids would just be like, it's just space junk in it. Oh, they'd be too busy on their devices. Absolutely would. On their tablets and yeah. phones. But they're, but they're proper like, this is incredible kind of thing. And then they find the old man's doggy. Oh. I love that doggy. He's so cute. He's so cute. So... The car that uh, old Steve Queen has is a 1953 Plymouth Cranbrook. And I was like, no wonder I like it, because I really like the Plymouth Fury from Christine. Mm. So I was like, I clearly like Plymouths. They're very nice. So, yeah, the youths want to go to the cinema. They're kind of over it at this point. They're like, yeah, we're going to the cinema. And Jane takes the dog to look after him because she's like well I can't leave him here because what if he doesn't come back for ages who's going to feed him and that that's true so I was like yeah you look after Doggo so then it goes back to the doctor preparing for something I don't know Kate the nurse comes back and checks his pulse Uh, oh no he tells him to check tells her to check check his pulse pulse. and she goes to do it but he isn't there yeah and then uh, she's like "Uh, he's not here and then she's like ah and there's like a little blob, a little tiny blob, yeah, in the corner of the room. Eating him. And then, then he's like, "Oh my god, it must have absorbed the old man. Don't touch it. Do not touch Do it. Do not touch it." And then he's like, "Get some acid, which was trichloroacetic acid." Oh. I didn't write it down at the time because I couldn't be bothered. Mm. But then I did look, and apparently, it's a weak acid used to treat genital warts. Oh. <laughs> so uh, she flings this acid at this blob and it doesn't do anything she's like no. it didn't do anything so then he's like I'm going to get a gun I'll be back in a minute keep away and she's just in the corner like I, d- I can't move did she move. not get out because I think it, it was maybe like, blocking the... was it it must have been of I think she it was just sort of, left yeah I think yeah. it was blocking the way and if she'd have gone it would have mm. assimilated her so then uh, he shoots at it and nothing happens it just it's there it probably ate the bullet 
<laughs> well, it probably did. Just yeah. like, ooh, bullet, I'll eat it. And then he goes on, gets on the phone. So apparently, in this film as well, Steve McQueen was a, a smoker and he constantly smoked throughout this film. And about 49 minutes in, he's chatting and you can see smoke coming out of behind him because he was holding a cigarette behind his back. No. <laughs> Welcome to the 50s. <laughs> none of that. But he's never he's never smoking on screen. No. Which is interesting. Yeah. So his character doesn't smoke? No, but he did. Yeah. It's wow. crazy. Yeah, I know. Imagine shooting a scene playing a character who doesn't smoke. With a cigarette s- behind your back. Secretly smoking. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> so... Apparently as well, he really didn't like this film and refused to talk about it for years. Really? Well... Why? I I would talk about it all the time. I imagine there was probably a phase where it wasn't considered as cool as it is now. It's probably not as good as some of his other films. But, you know, know. it's pretty... Better than The Great Escape. Mm. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe Maybe not. not. Maybe not. I mean, it's close. It's close. Close second. Yeah, Yeah. it's close second. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so Steve and Jane go back to the doctors but it looks shut so Steve decides to go and investigate he knocks on the door but there's no answer and then he's like I'll check the garage and see if his car's still here so he goes round to check the garage but then in the window he sees the doctor getting assimilated by oh. this blob he gets blobbed and he's like ah! and uh, and it's bigger and he's like oh it's big it's big now That that's not good so then uh, they're like right we're going to go to the police because what else would you do? Oh, yeah. We're going to go well, to the yeah. police. Uh, so it cuts to the police station and there's a guy there who does nights and he's got a chest drawer. A chest drawer. And they're like, oh, what, what's, you know, and he's like, I've got layers. I play chess. Yeah. I've got a chest drawer. Like chess, chest of drawers, but a chess. A chess of drawers. chest of drawers. <laughs> but they're like... They're like, who do you play with? But he doesn't say, because I was like, is he playing by himself? That's a bit sad. Mm. And I was like, oh. But it turns out he isn't, because he does it over the he radio. He does it over the radio. So they run in, and they're like, the doctor's been killed. And they're like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on? And they're like, what was it? And he's like, I don't know. It's some kind of mass, and it's getting bigger. The police don't believe him, because they think he's yeah. just chatting shit. But the problem is, he keeps referring to it as a monster. He should just say, the doctor's been attacked by something. By a blob. Like, no one says the blob. No. And I was like, say it. Yeah. Say the blob. But they don't. Because no one's going to believe you if you say he's been attacked by a monster. Yeah. Mm. Just be like, oh, just say the doctor's been attacked. Yeah. You need to come with me. Yeah. And then they could they see it believe. for themselves yeah. and be like, oh shit, there's a big blob there. <laughs> so the police sort of agree and they're, they're kind of sort of saying, well, it's said that he's been attacked it's our duty to check it out, really, so we have to. So they leave the guy on his own playing chess, but he does it over the radio to somebody. Yeah. And he loses, and he's like, ah, oh, shucks. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's so 50s. <laughs> shucks. So the police get there to the doctors with Stephen Jane, and there's no sign of anyone there. It's pitch dark. They go inside, so they get the torch. And the police basically think the kids are playing pranks. And they've gone too far this time. So, obviously, they're doing it all the time. They just don't believe them. An old woman appears. I don't know where she came from. But she's kind of a... She's like, I'm I'm to keep an eye on everything while the doctor's away. And they think it's burglars. Like, burglars have been. Because, like, it looks like it's been trashed. And she's under the assumption that the doctor's gone to this conference. Mm. 
and they're like, did you hear any gunshots? And she's like, yeah, I hear them all the yes. time from the TV downstairs. They're always sh- watching shooting and all sorts of stuff. And she's like, oh, I feel terrible. Like, I didn't keep an eye on this place and, and now it's a mess. And and then she starts to clean. To clean. She has no regard for police procedure, does she? And Even when the police are like, no, we need to check for fingerprints. She's like, no, no. No, no, I need to I clean. I need to clean. And they're like, no, you don't. You need to stop cleaning now. So... The police don't believe Steve. They think he's actually just chatting rubbish. So then it cuts to a garage. And I was like, they're working late. Why are they working they're late? Like, so at this point, is it like 10 o'clock now? It Half might 11 be. by this point? I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's like 8. Hard to tell. But still, it's Hard late for a garage to be mm. open. There's a guy talking about uh, he's going to a cabin this weekend. He's going to get absolutely rat-assed. It's going to be amazing. This guy sounds like a character. It's a shame that he was eaten because <laughs> yeah. he could have his own spin-off. <laughs> so, yeah, so he he's sort of chatting. The other guy goes home and I think he's still chatting to him, but he's still, yeah, left. Oh, yeah, that's it. He's trying to get his friend to go to this cabin and he's like, no, I've got plans, mate. I'm, I'm not coming. Yeah. But then you see the blob in the corner, like, just lurking. And then, uh, yeah, his pal goes home and he's still chatting to him and because uh, he's under a car so he can't see that the guy's gone home and he's chatting away and then all of a sudden he gets it appears. pulled under the car and he's like ah and that's it he gets blabbed it cuts to the police station and jane's dad's there and she, and he's like what is happening what is what is going on then steve's dad comes as well and the police talk to the dads and they think that they're up to no good basically and they're like we need to contact the doctor Steve says he's dead, and the dad. To be fair to the dad, he's like, if he says that he's dead, yeah. he's dead. I believe him. He's not in the habit of lying. He wouldn't make yeah. it up. And then they they sort of say to Jane, "Did you see this blob?" And she's like, "No, no. I didn't." But she believes him. But yeah. she hasn't actually seen it herself. And then they're like, "I think we need to all go home to bed. That's what we need to do. We'll deal with it in the morning." So then it cuts to them basically sneaking out so they go to bed but then sneak out don't they yeah so he's in bed and his parents having this conversation and then they say good night to each other and then immediately he gets up he gets up, up like, like what the parents him. haven't fallen asleep at the instant they say the words good night good night <laughs> like a light switch oh. yeah i know so jane sneaks out but her little brother starts following oh, yeah. her little uh what is it called? is it called What's it called? Is it called Danny? He's called Danny, yes. yeah. Yeah. So he, he follows her and, and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm sneaking out. And, and he's like, I'll come with you. I want to come with you. And she's like, well, no, it's not really work for you to be doing. And then she's like, I'll tell you what, if you go to bed, I'll bring you a dog. So she's just promised to get him a dog who belongs yeah. to someone who's probably died, but she isn't sure that he's died. And she's just like, yeah. Yeah, just, have this just dog. a random dog floating And then he's like, really? Have. And she's like, yeah. And then and then he's like, does he have a name? And she's like, well, you can call him whatever you want. And he's like, I want to call it William. <laughs> and I was like, I'm with you there. Yeah? That's like my, me and my Colin. I want to Not call him. Not a bad name. But then I was like... How loud is this child? Because he is talking up. It's full not even volume. full volume. It's like extra full volume. <laughs> and he's like, where are you going? So I was like, parents are definitely going to hear. Yeah. Yeah. But he's really cute. Oh. So they they meet up and then he starts lamenting about how yesterday was good. And this <laughs> night is just the worst. And he hates it. Apparently as well, Steve McQueen got 
$2,500 for this film. <gasps> is that all? But in 1958, that's quite a lot. I suppose it is quite... It just doesn't sound like a lot, does it? But mm. he was either offered that or 10% of the profits. And he took... But he took the 2500 Because he didn't think he was going to make any money. Oh, how much profit did it, it make? It made $4 million. <gasps> Good. Oh. <laughs> And also they re-released it as well. Yeah. In the 70s, so probably I mean, more. he it worked out all right for him in the end. He did, but... yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, there's a lot of... I've, there's a lot of um, people who say, oh, I'll just make profit and, like, sort of waive the fee mm. at the time to keep the budget low and then make a lot Loads. of money after it. Or, yeah. or it's the other way around and they're like, shit, I should have gone with that, but one of them, innit? Um, I think it... It depends on the film. If mm. the actor, if if the actor's fee is so big that the film isn't going to go ahead, then yeah, you would either recast them or That's you it. don't make the film. And it's like, well, yeah, if that actor wants to be in the film, then he, and they want to get paid, then they'd have to take a percentage, I suppose. That's it. Like everyone's got to eat, aren't they? So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so yeah, he's he's doubting what he's seen at this point because. Nobody believes him and he's like, do I even believe myself? Because it is a bit crazy. And then he sort of decided we need proof to for people to believe what's going on. So he's like, right, we're going to go look for this blob. And he's like, I'll get the car out of the garage. So they'll wheel the car out the of wheel, the garage that was, very slowly. That was clever. Yeah. And then obviously when you're in the street, just turn it on. Turn it on and go. ten feet down the street, you won't be able to hear. But they were asleep immediately. Well, so they, they were asleep. Know. They're very yeah. sound sleepers. They, they won't yeah. know. If you uh, hear any strange noises, it's because my hamster's going crazy at the moment. She has decided that she's awake and wants to climb. <laughs> so he says to Jane, he's like, are you sure you want to come with me for this? And she's like, yeah, I'm in, let's do this. And then they're like, let's go get them youths involved as well. And then it cuts to the youths at the cinema watching some sort of creepy late night horror Film. Yeah, I feel like that was a thing they used to do, like late night. Well, this, is it like a midnight show or something? I'm like, who goes to the cinema? At I midnight? think it might be. I think it was like it was like a thing. They're all up so late. There's kids I, in that oh. cinema as well, and I was like, you should definitely be in bed. Cinema, but I cannot imagine going to the cinema at midnight. I've done it before. I'd, I'd go. I'd be asleep. I watched. What did I go see? I think I went to go see the Hunger Games. Like one of the Hunger Did Games. You? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was busy. Was it? Mm. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't stay awake. I would not be able, even if I yeah. really wanted to. It's crazy. Like that's the only real time that I've done it. I used to do. I used to do it when we used to have staff screenings because we used to have them late mm. because that's when nobody was in. But yeah, it is. It's it's a strange. It's a strange time to be going to the cinema. So he goes in and rallies the troops and their women that they've acquired. Yeah. So they've got women now. They're, they come as well, but, like, you never really hear from them or anything. And then they're like, we've wasted 80 cents on this film. What are you doing? What What do you want? And they're, they're very mad. 80 cents. 80 cents, wow. I know. Uh, apparently, there's a there's a poster on the outside of the cinema for The Vampire and the Robot. Um, <laughs> is that a real film? It is a real film. It was actually the film Forbidden Planet, but they just put a oh, different name change, on top yeah. of it. Yeah, so... Yeah, the vampire and the robot. I'd watch it. Oh. <laughs> He's basically saying, I've seen this thing kill the, doc- the doctor. I don't know what it is. The police don't know where the doctors are. It's all very terrible. They're basically saying, oh, it'll wait till morning. It's fine. And then uh, 
I think, do they all end up going to the police? Oh no, they go to a, they're all like sort of going round and being like, have you seen this blob? Yeah. There's a blob about. They don't go about it in the best way. They should say there's some sort of chemical hazard that's harmful to health that stay inside or whatever can move mm-hmm. i don't know but they sort of go around saying it's a monster and a blob as the flat and it's like ranting oh, and raving yeah. like crazy crazy teens so they go to this party and this guy's clearly sozzled and they're like we've come to warn you and he's like oh i didn't know you cared <laughs> and then uh, and then they're sort of like yeah there's a blob and all this lot and he's like oh party come to the party in. and they're like oh i don't yeah they don't care so then they, they just give up with him because he's, he's having a lovely time at his party. He doesn't care. And then they all they all sound like they're high, to be honest. They're just talking about monsters. No one cares. And then uh, I think they... Or Steve and Jane find the dog again because I think he went yeah. wandering. So they pick up the dog again. And it's a... Is it a shop? Because he's like, oh, the door's open. That's strange. Because he normally locks up at Like 10. supermarket. That's yeah. it. He's like, he always locks up at 10. So it must be after 10, because it would be locked up. Yeah. Mm. So they're like, that's strange. Let's go in, because that's a good idea. So they go in, and Jane sees the blob. The blob's in there. I don't know if he was, like, eating the food. It's, like, simulating the food. I don't know. Does it eat food? I think it just eats anything that's in its path. I think that's kind of... It probably... Yeah. I think it just absorbs Mm. everything. Yeah. Steve manages to get her out of there, and they get in... To this separate room. I think it's like a cold star they're in. Yeah, well, because it doesn't neat. follow yeah. them in there. Doesn't like tries, but it doesn't like it. Yeah. And then uh, they they manage to sort of get out into another room, and then she starts laughing because she's like, "What is happening?" And now she's seen it, and she's like, "This is insane. This is not." Cool. And then she's like, "No, the dog. We left the dog." And then uh, they're like, "Oh, it'll it'll be all right. It'll be all right." And then it starts coming under the door because it's like a, a liquid, so it can come under the door. And then they're like, oh no. But then it retreats again. It doesn't like Because it. they're in, in yeah. the cold, yeah. And then she's she's distraught because she was like, the dog, the dog. And he's like, it'll be fine. That dog is But a then survivor. I was like, she's promised her brother that yeah. dog, so it needs to survive. And then uh, eventually it goes, so they kind of. They come out to investigate, and the kid, the the youths are there. And then she's like, "The dog, the dog!" And they're like, "Oh, we just seen a dog. It's just seen running it running down the yeah, street. It's so fine. Like, Nothing can touch that dog." I feel like the dog is the equivalent of Jonesy in Alien. Like it just survives. Just survives. Don't know how it survives, but it, it does. does survive. So I was like, "Yes, dog survived." So they're like, "You need to tell the police to get here now." And then. I think the ki- the police are fuming and they're like, are you all, is there every kid in this neighbourhood <laughs> in on this? What is happening? Like, ugh. He's so, he's, he's just annoyed. And then I feel like they they end up going. They decide to go, but he's annoyed. And there's like horns going off. Oh, that's it, because they're beeping all the horns yeah, out there. They're making a disturbance, so the yeah. honking horns. And then there's, like, horns and sirens and stuff. And there's this guy, like, oh, my God, what's going on? And and he hears, like, air raid noise, so he gets an air raid helmet on, and he's like, <laughs> right. And then he's like, no, I hear fire engines, and then he gets a, a fire he's, he's helmet ready on. for anything. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know which I need. So Jane's parents are up at this point, and they're like, where's Jane? What's going on? 
And then they find Danny downstairs. And yeah. they're like, what are you doing, Danny? And he's like, I'm guarding you. Oh. I was like, oh, you're so cute. And they're like, where's Jane? Jane's gone. I'm like, where, where's, where's she, gone? she gone? And he's like, I don't want to tell you. She promised me a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone pulls up to them honking. And like, why are you making this noise? What are you doing? Everyone's fuming. Steve is serious. He's like, I'm serious about this. The police sort of attempt to clear the area and they're like, everyone needs to go home, get inside, be calm. We're sick of this now. (laughs) We're done with this. It's awful. And then it cuts to the man in the projection booth at the cinema. And I was like, oh, remember when there was projectors? It's all digital now. They used to have like massive reels. They were huge reels. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. It's weird. So how does the cinema receive a film on release that's digital? Does it receive it online? They release it. They get it on a flash drive oh. that's got a code. Oh. And it only opens at a specific time. So oh. they like upload it onto the projector yeah and then it's a, is it a kdm i think it's called a kdm which is a code that wow makes it thing there you go secrets of the cinema secrets of the i'd cinema. love to have yeah. a, uh do you know what would be a great thing to do would be a backstage tour of a cinema that's got all the old stuff in place and then, and then also the like stuff. has a new area and you could go around. I mean, well, I might remember be a bit seeing boring, it. But... I saw it when it was kind of half and half. So they still yeah. had reels, but then also had Pop-up the digital ones. So, yeah. so it was, yeah, it was really strange. And see all the popcorn making. You get you don't make the popcorn though, do they? Cinemas don't no, make it comes popcorn. In it comes bags. in popped yeah. in a big, big bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was... And they just put it in a warmer. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. a bit surprised. I imagine there was a big thing and it'd be like, pop, 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 in the back. I feel like probably back in the day they did. Yeah, I find that weird. Yeah. Because it tastes fresh. Mmm. Mm. Is it because you warm it? Probably. Yeah. 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 Crazy, isn't it? So, yeah, there's this guy in his projector and it's coming through the vent. Oh. Is this blob. And it comes, it comes at him, but I laughed because it literally just goes... <laughs> <laughs> to his face it was like um what is it that we've seen oh, the stuff it was like the stuff oh. like just and i just i couldn't stop laughing it was funny so the film goes off and everyone's like hey what gives what are you doing and then you just see like red in this booth so oh, it's gone massive no. and it's just taken over the booth at this point and uh steve steve and the police are sort of still arguing about whether this is real and stuff. And then they basically see, like, a massive crowd running and screaming. And they're like, they're coming from the cinema. cinema. Could be real. It's absolute chaos. Could be real. <laughs> real. Real. <laughs> so, yeah, because I was like, what time is it? There's little kids in that cinema. What is happening? Yeah. I don't, still no idea. It feels like it should be about... 8.45, and yet yeah. it's also past midnight. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing film. It's crazy, isn't it? So, yeah, they, they're just running, and then somebody's like, it's the most horrible thing I've seen in my life. It's just a blob. Well, it, if you saw it for real, it would be. Blobby. Yeah. yeah. So the blob is huge now, and then uh, they see Danny come out, and he's shooting at it with his toy gun, and he's like, pew, pew! Aww. And then they're like, no! <laughs> So they they grab him and be like, no. And I think they... Oh, no, he runs to the diner because he, yeah. he, shoots, he shoots at it and nothing happens. And then he's like, ah! Has runs he, to the diner. 
in his pyjamas without his parents got all the way from his home to the town centre. Yeah, pretty much. At, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Where were his parents? They're in the crowd. Unless they all went... Unless they all went... Why they all went take? to see the crowd. Because they couldn't leave him on his own, probably. Oh, well, I suppose they... Oh, well, who knows? He's there anyway. He's there anyway. So he's in this cart and they're like... They go to get him and they're like, we can't be in this cart. We need to get out. We need to leave immediately. But then the blob goes over this cart. It's like a diner cart, isn't it? Yeah. And then they're like, uh-oh, that's not good. It's all over this thing. So then uh, the phone goes and it's the police. And they're like, right... What we're going to do is we're going to drop a power line on it. Yeah. Because we've exhausted everything else. We've shot at it. We've yelled at it. I don't know. We're going to drop a power line on it. <laughs> so they're like, right, you need to go into the cellar. So then you say, and then, you know, that's fine. And then they're like, we're going to do it in 60 seconds. I was like, that's not that's a long not time to be time. like, put the phone down, tell everyone what we're doing, get into the cellar. It's not a it's lot. It's a bit tight, isn't it? Yeah. So then uh, the kids... The kids kind of arrive to see what's going on, like the other sort of youth people, and they're like, right, we're going to light up this power line. They shine a light on it. It's not very light. I was like, it's still really dark. You're not going to see. So then they're like, right, we've got 15 seconds. And then he's like, right, I think the upstairs is clear now. Can't see anybody. It looks it looks quiet, so we're, we're good. Yeah, we'll just assume that they've so escaped. Then, so then uh, they electrocute the blob because they shoot this power line down. But nothing happens it didn't work it just sort of it just stays it just there it really, just stays yeah, it there sort of sparkles a it little bit and that's like it a bit yeah. and then it's like eh nah didn't work and then i put hysterical woman there's just a hysterical <laughs> woman like i feel like in these films a lot of women were a bit sort of meek and mm. sort of oh god it's terrible kind of thing and i was like oh all right then it's of the time isn't it it is so uh, they're all in the cellar and they're like, oh, this isn't good. And they can smell burning. And basically this blob's coming in, but it's on fire, I think. And they're like, oh, okay. So it's on fire now and it's coming in. This is not good. And uh, <laughs> Danny's like, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of this blob. And they're like, you get back now. You should be afraid, You should be afraid. Actually. Get back, little boy. So uh, they're sort of holding him and then... Steve and Jane have a moment with each yeah. other, but then also with Danny and the couple who are <laughs> the couple. So it's like a heart to heart where they've had this terrible ordeal and they might not make it out alive, and they're like sharing their feelings. And there's also the random couple who run the diner who haven't appeared in it thus far, and and Danny apparently don't know <laughs> Steve or Jane. Yeah. Just all just one. This is a new family now. <laughs> Oh, God. It's a new little group. So they decide, they're like, we need to put this fire out because it's on fire. So they get this uh, CO2 fire extinguisher and fire extinguisher it. And it, I think it starts to retreat. Yeah. And he's like, like, it doesn't like cold. Doesn't like and cold. then he's like, it retreated when we were in that fridge. Mm. It didn't follow us in that. It doesn't like the cold. And uh, so he's got this CO2 thing and he's spraying it. I'm fairly certain he was holding it wrong because he was holding the nozzle of it and you're not meant to do that mm. because it can freeze to your hand. Oh, oh. Because it gets cold. Yeah, yeah. good point. You're meant to hold it like this, like uh, underneath. I yeah. don't know. I, can't I, did, I did fire well, extinguisher training. You certainly seem to have done. Yeah. I did, I've done it as well and yet what does the cream extinguisher do? I can't remember. Is that a powder one? <sighs> I think that was powder. Who knows? I think that was for, like, oil. Anything that can't be wet. Electrical, maybe. I should look it up. Mm. 
It's been a while since I've done it, to be fair. But I definitely knew that it was holding that wrong. <laughs> so then uh, I think they tell the police outside, like, it doesn't like cold. And they're like, we need to get all the fire extinguishers in the town. Every single one of them. So then uh, they, they start going to get, they go to the school because there's like 20 in there. And the uh, head teacher can't get in, so breaks in. And they're like, yeah, yeah. destruction. <laughs> Destructing your <own laughs> school. <laughs> So they all fire extinguish this blob and it and it freezes under the CO2, which I don't think it probably would do in I air. think the surface might freeze temporarily, but I don't think you could you could freeze it freeze solid. All of it, yeah. With But then that's anyway. why they're like, we need to put it somewhere cold so it doesn't move or get any worse. And they, they managed to get out of the diner. And then uh, Steve says thanks to Dave the cop because they've actually finally got on and and he was like, yeah, it did you know it was an actual thing and you were thanks right, for saving Steve. Us. You were right, Steve. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, yeah, the air force are going to fly it to the Arctic to keep it frozen. And then he's like, well, that's all right as long as it stays cold. And then it cuts to them flying the blob <laughs> over the Arctic, and then it's like the end? Question mark. Or is it? Or is, is it? it? Oh, I love it when they end films with a question mark. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was good. I've never seen it before. I wanted to see it for years. I've never seen it. It's good. It is good. Like, it's not It's not good, good. I'm but it's great to, good. I'm intrigued to see the remake now. Ooh. Apparently they re-released it in the 70s because, because obviously Steve McQueen was a bigger yeah. name at this point. And they, but they kind of... They remarketed it as like a sort of disaster film, which is really weird. Yeah, because <laughs> there was a, a phase of disaster films in the 70s, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, so they kind yeah. of rebranded it for that, like, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it should be enjoyed for what it is, which is fun 50s B-movie. Yeah, exactly, really. that's yeah, it. It's like, I mean, it is a disaster, but it's not a disaster film. Yeah, exactly, mm. yeah. I think they were just trying to cash in on, on his success, yeah. basically. Some but... of those films are so good. Like, at the time, people might have not thought that they were as good but they're so looking like now they're really enjoyable to watch yeah that's yeah. it i think i think this one probably like it did all right at the time but i think it's probably got more of a cult following now mm. because people have sort of discovered it later on and realized it's kind of fun i find it weird as well because it's filmed in well so it's filmed in the 50s yeah so you're sort of getting a glimpse at how people used to live because obviously it was modern day when they filmed it, but yeah. to us it looks really old fashioned. But that's yeah. how people yeah. lived, and the old it was crazy guy it? from the beginning. So if it was filmed in 1958, mm. he was like 60 something. So he was born in like 1890 something. Yeah, that's weird, isn't which it? Which I find weird because I'm like, that's like the Victorian era, cowboys and yeah. Gold panning. Gold, gold rush and stuff like that. And it's like... Yeah, it just, it's crazy, it just, it? It's weird. It's like two historical things colliding. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's, it's interesting. I really liked it. I think I'd probably give it a three. It's not like my favourite favourite, but mm. I did enjoy it. I have definitely enjoyed it more than some modern films that have come out recently. Yeah, that's true, so, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Probably one for gore, because it's not gory. It's just a blob. <laughs> and three for humour because it was pretty it funny. Quite... It's pretty funny. I feel like it's one of them in it. It's intentionally funny, but you find the humour in yeah. it. Yeah. 
But yeah, overall, I think it's definitely worth a watch. I'm going to watch the remake as well because I'm Do intrigued. It. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Recommend. There we go. Mm. What are we doing next week? <laughs> so, next week we're doing the original production of The Fly. The 1958 Ooh. version of The Fly. Another 1958 one? Yes. Oh. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see this because... Oh, it looks From the clips, great. it looks amazing. Oh, the, the well, we will get into it next week, but it looks great. It does look great. Yeah. It does look great. So for next week, watch the original Fly. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod, And we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. And also, we're on Buy Me A Coffee. If you want to keep us caffeinated mm-hmm. during our... our horror film watching request a film and uh, listen to our extra content I have not requested a film yet but I feel like I should just because I could <laughs> you can request a film request you're on the film. podcast you don't need to pay <laughs> well, I, well I need to decide what film <laughs> uh, so yeah that's us for this week stay safe everybody bye Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.